Okay, you all good? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. You're listening to the B2C Lead Gen Podcast. My name is Daniel Hogan here with Simon Delaney and this is episode 88, What Can We Expect in 2023? Um, the very first podcast this year is a prediction show uh, we did called What Can We Expect in 2022? Today we're going to revisit that, see if our predictions were correct, and also have a look at anything maybe missed, as well as looking at some new predictions for next year and see uh, see what we're thinking may happen in 2023. Um, Simon, I deliberately withheld uh, what our predictions were because we thought it was more interesting for me. Um, if you don't know, you're not prepared. So I'm going to read for our predictions, which I've got. got I'm going to so, yeah, I have no idea what these are from last year. So uh, yeah, well, we thought, yeah, more interesting that way. Um, can I just add as well uh, for anyone watching this we are sat in our coats because um, <laughs> we're in the office I'm in the middle room Daniel's downstairs and um, as you can see there are this is an, a 150 year old building with brick walls zero insulation no one's been in the office just come in and turn the radiators on a few hours ago and it's still freezing so hence we are both sat here in our coats currently yeah, and if you're listening and you can hear strained voices, um, yeah, just, just the cold that's creeping through. That's what. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got our predictions list. I'm going to read them out to you. What we So we said this at the start of January, I think it was, um, what we thought would be some big things would happen in lead gen. Um, and we're going to read them through to you one by one, and we're going to sort of see how accurate we were. Um, so this was, this we, was January 2022, right? That we... I think we recorded it at the end of last year, but yeah, we released it at the start of January 2022, so yeah, 12 months ago, more or less. Cool. Um, okay, first prediction that you made. I say you because you might be wrong now. <laughs> I, did make, I did make them, I think, so I, I will take the blame um, for these, depending on what they are. Uh, number one, lead nurturing will become far more important. What are we saying? Um, lead nurturing will become far more important. I think... Uh, I mean, it sounds like a very good prediction. <laughs> not it became true. It's kind of hard to measure that, isn't it? Like how much yeah. you not you put it in, but so because the, the way I think of it is that, um, and they, I don't know whether I can't remember whether we discussed this at the time. We probably did, but we've done shows about lead nurturing. I think in this season is that either at a good rate you're only converting twenty percent of the leads that you receive. So the more that you can nurture those leads and build a relationship. Um, via different methods this is just inroads into um yeah higher conversion rates so i think that you know lead nurturings might have happened slightly more but it's um i wouldn't say there's been a noticeable change that i've seen particularly um well i've started thinking companies are really on it i i think I mean, judging by the amount of crap that I get in my inbox, there's definitely some sort of nurturing going on, but I'm sure a lot of that's cold and not relevant to anything mm. that I ever asked for. Um, so yeah, in terms of a prediction, I'd say sounds like a good predictions, probably been some slight improvement um, and a bit more lead nurturing, but I wouldn't say I've particularly seen any massive improvements in it. How about you? What would you say? Um, I think, because I, I mean, I've got the benefit of having listened back to the earlier podcasts as I was doing this. Um, so a lot of it was focused on, I think, about almost an inevitable reaction to 
third party cookie sort of stopping like other things people may do to sort of combat this and we kind of thought not lead nurturing in the sense of people are putting more thought into it more just perhaps they would try and reignite old leads maybe try and find value in that i think it's sort of the stuff we were looking at and yeah and actually and, and some retargeting definitely improved which is like you know um retargeting is a form of uh lead nurturing i've definitely seen more of that um yeah the thing with the cookie thing is it, it's 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 a slow death isn't it it's not uh <laughs> yeah it's, it's not, been dying for years <laughs> yeah it's been dying for it's like one of those horror movies where it's like just fucking die um mm. or don't um yeah i it's I, you know probably a a reasonable prediction i wouldn't say it's sort of ignited i i'd push that into this year as well maybe even over the next two years but I, it's like an, an inevitable thing that companies are going to have to get better at lead nurturing because they want to derive more value from the leads that they buy so yeah we're saying i mean there's no end to this this, this particular yeah. thing lead let's just say that's good small let's just let's just go good prediction you know kick it down the road for a little bit we'll, we'll roll it into the what we're thinking <laughs> for next year okay um next up the costs of generating leads will continue to rise um what do you think? yeah got that one uh, i reckon I mean, that one's that one's definitely become reality i assume we kind of meant this in relation to sort of ad costs on platforms i guess um i know we can maybe look at sort of tiktok as an outlier to it but on the whole i'd say that's pretty accurate yeah, it's um, ad costs have definitely gone up, um, and then that sort of feeds into lead nurturing in a sense, which is probably part of the conversation. I have to listen back to it, but I'd imagine you know if you're paid because obviously what happens if you're buying leads from a lead generator, or you are a brand buying them, or however it's happening, the CPL that you pay is going to be going up as well because people can't you know just afford to keep generating leads at the same price. So, um. Mm. Yeah, costs have definitely gone up. Yeah, well, uh, we'll move through here. That's, that's a big tick. We can resound <laughs> success after this. Oh, one um, out of how many there were. <laughs> the next is interesting. I want to see what you think of this. Um, specifically, the wording of it. For brands collecting first party data, zero party data is going to be paramount. So, zero party data. Um, Yeah, I mean, it depends how you define it. So whether it's metadata or like progressive profiling. Um, so I'd say, again, it's one of these things that you see some companies doing, but it's not massively prevalent. So the idea of this is that you're collecting additional information on a user um, as your relationship with them grows or you know something changes and um it's giving marketing and sales like a greater ability to be able to resonate with that person um i think brands are definitely better at it um that may be running their own thing so it's it, it it's kind of worked from one perspective which is that definitely collecting more data and by collecting more data i don't mean um in a sort of mysterious sense i just mean they're utilizing that data they are definitely you know, I don't know a classic example might be 
on a e-commerce store if someone's buying trousers you know they'll, they'll start to sort of figure out what type of trousers they like or what color or the design and then use that um mm. whether you see that particularly with a lot of brands that are buying leads um I think some companies are definitely utilizing it. I'm sort of on the fence whether that was accurate or not. They should be. I mean, because it's a great way to um, gain insights into people and figure out what it is that's going to be keeping them awake at night so that you can actually sell to them. I thought what I, would, what I thought was interesting is just that terminology is zero party data. I feel like 12 months ago, that was very prevalent. It might just be like, you know, uh, where we're sort of mixing the work we're doing and stuff that we saw it more frequently. But I'm wondering if, yes, it's important, but maybe people are not conscious of it, but maybe they're not quite necessarily calling it that. It's basic to say, right? Mm. So it's like, yeah, people asking more people are like progressive profiling, maybe and learning more about their leads, but maybe it's not. Maybe that phrase was a bit of a vogue phrase yeah. for months ago. It's perhaps so that sounds like it. It's on the zeitgeist sort of thing. But yeah, it, it's it's a new phrase for an old thing, which is progressive profile, just collecting more information on someone yeah. um, that you, you know, they willingly give you. It's funny that how things, <laughs> people often suggest things and you're like, you're just calling this something new, but like it's just something that's already existed. You, you package it over something new. Um, yeah. It's interesting how those sort of, like you say, there's a, Trends uh, continue. Let's see where we are. Number four, I think we're on number four. Marketing operations will become a role that a lot of companies realize they need to fill. And it doesn't say whether they do fill them or not, just they realize they need to fill it. Yeah, I think that's, um, I know for, I can only talk about our own experiences as a company. I think that, um, what I've seen is definitely a realization that some companies lack the ability to wrangle software. And so they either need external help doing that or they'll hire someone um, that they believe can do it. Um, whereas in the past, there was definitely this idea that, oh, you know, I'll figure it out and whatever else. And it, it, it tended to lead to <laughs> bigger problems than the first place. Um, So yeah, I think that that there might there's a sort of realization slightly more now that um, marketing operations as a role, especially for companies that are generating, buying, selling data, um, it's kind of paramount. You need someone in the company or someone working for on behalf of the company that understands how data flows, how to build landing pages, how to set up tracking how to set up i don't know postbacks apis all the rest of it it's not something you're just going to learn overnight um because there's, you know there's a whole sort of it's a whole level of education that it needs so i'd, I'd say that that's definitely people have a sort of more accustomed to thinking about whether they call it marketing operations or just like the techie person i don't know whatever they call it mm. i think there's there's definitely a bit more realization now that um companies might need that sort of thing and if they don't have it that they're you know not like oh it's it's a fault of the software i can't learn to do it myself it's like look you you know you're not gonna be able to build a landing page so you may as well get someone else to do it it's definitely um 
people more used to thinking like that, I would say. Um, and it, it's it's a slow change. <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't say it's you know something that's just changed in the last year. I think it's probably been like a gradual um, thing that's definitely become more apparent now. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking like in terms of our own you know clients use data, but we are we are more of them maybe using the marketing after we have to do stuff for them. Yeah, so exactly. That's what, so. Yeah, and that's why I'm sort of basing some of this on just conversations I have with people is that the there's definitely basically who wants to dick around spending five hours doing something that someone else can do in twenty minutes. Hmm. And well, a lot so of it's just the knowledge yeah. that someone else can do it in twenty minutes. I was going to ask as well, and this is you know not not really my area, but as such, but um, is there a difference in between the lead buyers and the bigger brands? Maybe more willing to do that, get someone to do that, or lead generators are more willing still to just have a go at doing it themselves. I feel like that was a bit of a divide I've seen. Like lead generators yeah, yeah, more yeah, likely definitely. to just get stuck in. I mean, the you know the smaller companies because everything's just about money. It's mm. and it's not it's not for big companies, but their budgets are bigger, so they'd naturally be willing to sort of spend more just to get things done. Um, but yeah, with smaller companies, uh, any way they can find not to spend some money, they'll um, they'll do it. But it, it's you. This one, my point is usually it doesn't actually work out like that. It's it's usually cost you in time or mistakes yeah. or problems far more than just sort of you know getting someone who knows what they're doing to do it properly the first time yeah so that's um yeah okay what was the resolution for that sort sort, sort of truth this is more the nurturing one sort of <laughs> this is this is we're, we're, we're grouping this with nurturing is something that will continue to happen so at least not, at least we're not, not like completely right. going what a load of garbage about everything no, I think we're sort of like 50% here, I would say. The thing is, I can't remember my mindset at the time. So this could have been, I was try, trying to think of like avant-garde things that were out <laughs> of the ordinary and, you know. Um, but that's what's very interesting, actually. Um, I'm not sure um, the answer to it is. Uh, more granular regulatory bodies will be more active. Is that true? Uh yeah, I would say that is true in some respects. You look at some of the changes the FCA has been through in the last year. Um, the ASA has started definitely clamping down more on ads. The same with the FCA and the fact that the lead buyers, the end lead buyers, um, are picking up much more of the problems behind it. Um, and this is something I just see continuing. It's not, again, it's, it's gradual, but in the last year, there's definitely been some fairly big sort of changes in quite a lot of the verticals that lead generation operates in. Um, but it, it, I mean, it, to be honest with you, it was probably a bit of a cheap prediction because it just happens every year. This is like, um, you know, I'd, I'd expect yeah. to see the same sort of thing in 2023, um, where the, the noose is slowly getting tightened around anyone dealing with anything that's sort of consumer facing um and so a lot of these sort of you know tactics around clickbait effectively let's call it what it is um it's, it's like getting slowly ironed out i think as well um, um it's 
how do you, how do you measure that? Like more bodies will become more active. That's quite vague. Like not said like specifically. It's no, just all predictions, aren't they? they yeah, just vague. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't prove disprove them. <laughs> um, and that I think is a perfect time to just just here. I've done a little tot up. I've marked you a uh, an arbitrary B minus. You've got a few predictions. Um, we'll have a little, little note. Good B-. effort, room for improvement. Good effort and room for improvement. I put um, my red pen. Uh, obviously, watching this, there's no red pen. It's a, it's a symbolic red pen. Like little Johnny but, um, at the back, throwing <laughs> aprons, sticking it in the, on the so ceiling. It's, it's, it's a B minus. <laughs> I think that's good. I think um, the good the good news is the great news is we're going straight into uh, the opportunity for improvement because we're going to now go into 2023. I've got another chance. Um, I can redeem myself. <laughs> I've got a chance. See, we can get it to at least a B plus. Um, what we're saying, 2023, what are our predictions? Okay, so I, I have been having some thoughts and um, written a couple of things down here. So just to give you background on my thoughts, these are things that I just think will happen based on lots of conversations I have with lots of different types of companies, lead generators, brands, people that buy leads, uh, sell leads, agencies in between, where I see market positions going, Um some sort of general thought projection of where that would lead things to and whatever else. So um I'm gonna be try I'm gonna try and be a bit more um I guess on point with these sort of predictions. So the ones that we just mentioned, they I think definitely I, I don't know what my what I was thinking at the time, but it some of them are quite like you said they're a bit like the thing with progressive profiling it must be something that I was thinking about at the time quite deeply and whatever. Um, you know, that probably really led to the the B mind. So I still think it's something that should happen. But anyway, so my first one, first prediction for um twenty twenty three, and I don't see this like specifically happening in this year, but I think there's gonna be a realization um that this is either going to have to happen or companies will start sort of driving towards it. And this is something we've been talking about literally for years now. Um, and that is a slow consolidation between two types of lead gen companies. And that it's, I think one will be lead gen brands. So companies that generate leads on behalf of other companies will become brands in themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll be, uh, you know, not exactly like comparison sites, but kind of sort of similar, you know, whether that's the sort of area that they're driving people to and, the, you know, exploring niches and finding out they can resonate with people. So that's one side. And I think the other is going to be lead generation companies that generate leads on behalf of their clients, but using their clients' assets. So be like an agency, you know, be building landing pages, having media buying, um, but possibly selling the leads to their clients and the CPL. So both these things happen currently, right? It's not like I, I'm saying, oh, there's a, the reinvention of the fucking wheel. Um, this is just, I think more. This is going to have to happen more and more, as in more and more people are going to move from um, knocking up landing pages for a new client they've got two hours ago, going on to Unbounce, knocking something together in an hour or two, um, 
nicking some copy that they got from someone else, appealing to a really generic market sector, just thousands, billions of people in it, thinking that's the right thing to do, banging it on Google, Facebook, you know, whacking some clickbaity Facebook ads together. Um, so I think that, you know, they'll start to build brands um, in specific verticals that resonate with people or um, generate leads under their um, clients' brands. And this is just going to be the way that lead generation companies slowly, but probably starting more and more this year, are going to work to those sort of areas. Is that a, is that a, is that a good enough prediction without fully committing to it? I am, I'm keeping I'm keeping it, uh, my thoughts quiet because then we can visit next year and I can uh, mark you grade you again. Um, no, that's a good prediction. I think you just said it's a lot of things we talked about throughout this year, and um, you know, especially the. Yeah, we just did a podcast about it last week, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a, um, it, it's something that we discussed, and I think it's it, it's just really obvious to me, and especially you know while we're talking about stuff like the regulations and the FCA and things like that, and ad buying costs going up, um, all these things point to like having to develop a brand. Um, okay, so point or prediction number two um, is that lead buying. I think will become a more appreciated role and all that entails. Um, you know, so we've written and done podcasts on it and stuff around lead buying. And, you know, we've written 10 ways you need to think about buying leads and, you know, talk about due diligence and auditing and all the sort of management processes of going through it. But if you look at like um, Lead Gem World that's happening in San Diego sometime soon, very soon, I think. Um, I went last year. Uh, Michael Ferrer has set up a um, a sort of course for brands buying leads that he's inviting people to. They pay hardly any money, and it's about educating them. And they take a sort of certificate and whatever else. And he's saying that um, there's been a massive response to it, so that these lead buyers or the brands that can be buying leads. Um, are sort of really taking this seriously. And the moment you start taking this seriously, because um, I've taken this seriously, right? Like we, we used to be, at, before Databall, before software, it was a massive buyer of leads, huge amounts of leads, tens of thousands of leads every day for years, for a decade. And it is a real role um, that can make or break the leads that you buy. So I think that brands taking it seriously and really dedicating resources to it, i.e. a couple of people, um, will make a real big change for them. And you'll start to see some of the practices potentially that we're talking about, other people are talking about implemented in companies and they'll really start taking lead buying as a, as a sort of independent role in itself. And obviously as part of that, you know, you need the technology. Um, so, you know, we don't want to promote Dayball. Let's just say you need something like Dayball to be able to facilitate this. You need people in place um, and you need to implement all the stuff we're talking about. I can see that growing more in brands. Yeah, I think um, I like Because at the moment it does, it's not really, it's not really a thing, right? And a lot of places they're sort of, you know, it's like the, a neglected thing, which is, um, yeah, the leads are crap or the leads are good. 
not you know why don't we set up a process to make sure that we can start to predict outcomes and stuff yeah i think this links in as well something we've sort of hinted at in previous podcasts i mean i might wrong and maybe this is wrong but i think there's an element that the lead buying as a role in america is perhaps i don't want to say more advanced but maybe more serious um than maybe we've seen over here and um, we talked about that at legion we're in london i think um we talked about the need to make it more serious so yeah it kind of fits in with that idea um that it just became just appreciated and guess maybe given the time that it needs and the value it needs um yeah yeah good prediction um, what's that sorry that's a good prediction anymore well we don't know again it's it's not like a something's going to happen overnight it's just going to be you know I, th I think we'll start to see it happen but a lot of that is also driven by the type of leads people buy now so they're not buying as many low intent because there aren't as many big farm or big shed call centers so people are um, buying leads with much more intent at lower volume um, and dealing directly with lead generators rather than through agencies and things and what that means is that um, you might have 20 different companies you're buying leads from and you need to manage them in a certain way rather than putting it all through one agency um the next point is that call centers um whether that's like the brand's own call center or you know outsource call center so they will buy leads basically um they're gonna have to adopt a multi-channel approach to leads so just like smile and dial all day every day um isn't going to sort of have the impact it once had i don't mm. think and it, that's been slowly declining and i think that next year um you know the realization might start to kick in of we need other ways to be able to approach people you know whatsapp text um different ways that we you know calls voicemails um emails just adopting a, a sort of multi-channel approach i guess i think that also slightly fits in with the podcast with a few weeks ago about speed to lead um not necessarily being important it's important but not being perhaps as sort of vital when there are other options you're presenting um because obviously like call centers it's all, all about bringing this quickly as possible um but like you say, if people are saying to the, the leads, look, when's good for you? Maybe it's just a different approach in that sense though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, book an appointment. It's, you know, it's far better. Um, the other thing, it kind of relates to that, a bit like what you were saying is, I think that we might start to see some forms change that leads are generated on that get customers closer to sales. Um, so it's just been been this sort of general thought that you know keep forms as short as you can, or if you're doing multi-stage mm. forms, whatever. Um, and it sort of re relates to that, which is, you know, if, if call centers are going to have to adopt a multi-channel approach, and it's not just about smile and dial, get as minimum information as you can and ring them. Why don't you let the form do a lot more of the heavy lifting? Um, so that salespeople can focus on what they're good at, which is selling, um, rather than sitting just waiting mm. for someone to pick up the phone. Um, 
so I think forms or processes that bring people um, much closer to like short calls, you know, you, a lot of these call centers, they might have calls that go on for, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to sell a product when a lot of that's fact finding. Yeah. I think this um, also links into the idea that I think we talked about it before. I don't know if it's a prediction, which is in general, um, about focus on the metrics of sales rather than leads in the lead generation. Um, if you're only focused on leads, then you're not going to do that because you, like you said, you want a quick shot form, get the leads in. If you're focusing on sales, then you're willing to have fewer leads in, but higher intent because if the work comes qualified in that sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my next prediction, which is, I believe, also my last. I want to just touch on one after this, actually, but I've not really explored it properly, but I, I just want to mention it anyway. But um, So I've forgotten one number. This is um, this relates to everything we've sort of discussed, which is um, brokers or agencies that aren't adding demonstrable value um, will start to really struggle, I think. So no one has a problem with brokers or agencies that are adding demonstrable value, right? It's like pretty obvious, you know, working with them is good because of, you know, handling X, Y, and Z. Um, but if you're not, and it's, you know, you're relying on um, uh, something hidden, um, you know, it's 2023, it's just not the way to do business with people's data because it's, nothing should be hidden why why are you hiding stuff around people's data it doesn't make any sense and you you know it it relies on this whole where there's mystery there's margin sort of thing um so uh yeah agencies aren't transparent and aren't adding demonstrable value and that demonstrable value can be added via software right i mean i we um have a bunch of uh clients that are agencies like that and if they ask me questions, you know, what can we do to add more value? I mean, a lot of them figure out ways to do it anyway, but one of them is I just go use the software. Like you literally use the software as a tool that you're adding the value through because if they don't have that and you do, um, mm -hmm. it's a massive, massive value added, like one of the biggest ones. Um, yeah, that's a, another prediction, but that's just related to thinking about everything else, which, you know, if brands start getting like, better lead buyers um using tech to potentially help them do that um lead generators and lead buyers working more close together um and lead buyers uh, lead generators pushing to be brands you can see how it sort of can force a middleman out of the way but there's still a huge opportunity and um a massive case for the sort of broker agency um that's adding value Okay, so bonus prediction before we move on. Is there a bonus prediction? Well, it's just a thing about multi-cell that we discussed. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. On a, a previous podcast. I just don't know, like, I have, I, I don't know if it will happen in this country. It's like a huge, it's massive in the US, like you mentioned, a few other countries. Um, and I think it really depends on whether lead generators, like, create a strong brand or not, probably. Um, because that a multi-cell lead is effectively a, a lead getting a comparison, right? So if you're 
pushing that as a um, offer to your visitors or to the consumers that land on your page um yeah that's something that could happen i don't i it's it's a prediction that i'd like to see like a few companies explore you know like i know a couple that do it in the uk two or three but it's not like a, a sort of a given thing just for future efforts when i revisit them next year to work out whether it was a correct prediction um what actually is the prediction there that it will increase or you just say you know, I want my prediction is let's wait and see if anything happens with it. I see you're sitting on the fence there. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, actually. Um, I was looking at, I, can't remember, I think it's a, a Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos, I don't want to say a thing, um, talking about how you talk about these predictions and things, and it's always thinking about what's going to change. Um, but people very rarely ask, What's going to stay the same and that and he, i think he goes on to say that's like that's the most actually the most important thing um maybe it's a little bit boring i don't know that's maybe we'll never do it they want to see this happen. but with that in mind like i don't know is it worth just reiterating what some of the things we said before what do you think is going to stay the same going to next year what's going to carry on what's the constants yeah no it, i agree with that completely because when i'm thinking of these predictions like i don't even in my mind, even I'm saying those predictions with doing this, I'm not like, this is night and day, this is going to happen next year. This is me thinking of what's just going to happen in the future. And we might start to see it next year, or we might not. And hopefully that'll get me out of a B minus. But um, you're right, the the key thing, and he's absolutely right, um, which is why, you know, he's one of the richest men in the world. Um, what will stay the same? That's what you really want you want to focus on. And companies will still want leads you know there'll still be a lot of buyers of leads out there um maybe more than ever don't know um there'll still be fraud guaranteed that's happening um there'll still be people you know wanting to make a a sort of quick buck um but that there'll also be huge opportunity for people that add value and for people that follow transparent processes in their um building connections between marketing and sales and all the things where we see the greatest success within lead generation so you i mean you know you i could go through a roll call of companies um who are the biggest lead generators and the biggest lead buyers and we could talk about what they do right and what they do wrong but that's what we talk about all the time and it's the same things crop up all the time when you speak to people that are at the sort of pinnacle of lead generation and lead buying. And a lot of it is to do with transparency. They have full knowledge of the origination point of a lead, the outcome of the lead, it gets put together and it's like a sales and marketing team working in unison together. Um, and they both strive for that process. So that won't change at all. Um, it will remain exactly the same. It's like the gold standard of lead generation, understanding both sides on an equal footing exactly what is happening in the entire lead generation, lead buying, lead transformation to sale process. Um, so focusing on that is probably the best thing to do in 2023 <laughs> because it will lead to the greatest success. I think that's a really good point to end that. Um, a good thing to take for people into next year. Um, before we go, just 
just uh, might quickly say thank you to everyone for listening um, this year. Just like absolutely everybody else, we did a Spotify wrapped um, and we learned, we did, I think, 40 episodes. Um, There's over a thousand minutes of us just rambling away. Um, and now people listen in 27 countries, which seems pretty mad. Um, we also took the show to San Diego and Legion World London, which was very cool. Um, and the point of me saying this is, uh, I'm not just repeating it to to boast about it, but actually just to say thank you everyone for listening and um, say we'll be back in 2023 uh, with more episodes. But for now, that was episode 88. What can we expect in 2023? Thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.